Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. I appreciate him for who he is. Welcome all of you to the house of the Lord this morning. Whether you're here in the house or if you're online, we thank God for you. Amen. Bless the Lord for praise and worship. Bless the Lord for the musicians. I bless the Lord for Bishop Ed. Amen. Amen. I say that with a smile because I'm blessed of the Lord. I am blessed of the Lord to be able to say that he is my husband. I appreciate God. I appreciate God that I'm blessed of the Lord to say that he's my pastor. Amen. He's my pastor. And I thank the Lord for him. For all of you who are here this morning, again, we bless the Lord for you. Amen. We're so honored today to have our two of our children, two of our children, our, our daughter and her husband, they're here with us from Florida. We praise the Lord for Dela and Darrell. Well, Minister Dela, Minister Darrell, amen, being with us this morning also. And every one of you, and it was such a God knows what we need when we need it. Let me just say it that way. And for them to say that they were coming, Dayla was going to come. She was going to take the train, but Darrell said he, he wanted to come. And it just warmed my heart that they're here this weekend with us. Amen. And they didn't think it was robbery to stay over and come to service and worship with us this morning. So we really appreciate God for them. Amen. <coughs> Happy Mother's Day to every mother in the house. Amen to every mother in the house. Amen. A mother is, is special. And, and let me say this. Mothers, we look at mothers as being just someone who birthed a child. No, 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 no. Teachers are mothers. Sometimes a teacher is the only mother that a child really gets to meet. Amen. So you just don't know how you influence a life. Some of the mothers, some of the teachers are mothers. Yes, we get that. And we see how you can, we can see how you may influence your own children. But you never know how many lives you touch. You never know how far your impact goes. God is good. Amen. Amen. So we bless the Lord. Mm. We bless the Lord. I want to go to the word this morning. The Lord and I have had some conversations this week that have been hard some hard conversations he had it was hard for me to hear but easy for him to tell me amen but he met me this week in a special way he met me this week in a special way and I love him I really appreciate God for him amen God loves people God loves people amen amen as I was preparing this message I, 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 most all week long, I'm saying, okay, Lord, what do I do and what should I say? What do I, because it's not just, okay, let's put a subject together. Because I believe the Lord has words for his people because he knows where every one of us are. So even as I speak this morning, I'm talking to myself first. I'm to, this is one of those things, times where I have to minister to me. Well, all the time I have to minister to me, but especially this morning. We've learned a lot, we've been learning a lot of things. A lot of things um, about the Lord. The Lord has been teaching us, in, whether it's in the Tuesday night lady Bible studies, or the men have been learning, and we can see the pro- <coughs> I'm sorry, we can see the product of what we're learning. Lives are changing. 
And then even on Tuesday, on Thursday nights, we bless the Lord for the Bible studies that Bishop's been teaching. And, and even the services on Sunday, God has been changing our lives through the word. We've learned how to and have grown close to the Lord by working our on our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And this is one of those mornings I could use some amens, all right? We've learned who the Holy Spirit is, and I have an echo here. We've learned who the Holy Spirit is, and, and we've learned how, who he is in us. And he's not in, in us just to shake and quake and speak in tongues, but he's here to lead us and guide us and teach us and empower us to live holy. Amen. So and we've learned also that that same Holy Spirit will help us because we learned that we are the light of the world. Yes. We've heard it, but I see it in a whole different light. It's our responsibility to let the light that we are to shine in this dark world. We've learned that how Jesus said in, in, in John 15 and 16, how it was expedient for us that he went away. Because if he didn't go, that the comforter couldn't come. He, but he said... I'm going to go and I'm going to send the comforter who is the Holy Ghost. And he's going to come in and live with us. He's going to not only live, he's going to live in us. He's going to live in us. And with him coming to live in us, we're able to be like Christ. We're able to be holy. Without the Holy Ghost, we can't live holy. And we can live good lives. We can be moral, but it takes the Holy Ghost to change us from the inside. Amen. We've learned that the Holy Spirit is, is with us all along our journey. All we have to do is listen to his leading, listen to his guiding. We've learned about the two kingdoms here. There is a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. And that Satan rules in the kingdom of darkness. And we've learned that God is the ruler over the kingdom of light. And we were translated at salvation from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We've learned so many things. We've learned again that we must let our light shine so men and women could see our good works, which is our character. Not just what we're doing with our hands, but our good works, our character, because it's our, it's what they, what we do is more powerful than what we say. What people see us do is much more powerful than what, what, what we say. Your life living talks louder than what we say. Amen. We've been encouraged to praise the Lord, especially I've been encouraging the ladies in the ladies' Bible study to, to praise the Lord in spite of what the circumstances look like. Regardless of what we're going through, we must always praise the Lord. We've learned how, to, how God is with us always in the darkness. We, we've been learning of late that we're in a spiritual warfare. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We've learned that the, it's the enemy's primary objective to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We've learned who the devil is. And we've learned that, that as long as we were in the kingdom of darkness, the devil wasn't worried about us. But what he worries about, and when he, he, really, the, he, he really amps up, as it were, the warfare, when we leave the kingdom of darkness and move over to the, and are translated, as the Bible says, into the kingdom of light, because now we're a threat to the devil. We're a threat to the kingdom of darkness. 
which means we're light. Because we're now citizens of light, light begets light. We now can let this light shine so that others can see, can see their way out of darkness into the kingdom of light. These are the things that God has been teaching us and we've been learning the word of God. And the word has changed us. The word has changed us. Let me speak, let me, let me, let me speak from personal experiences. The word has changed me. I don't think like I used to think. I don't, my walk with the Lord is sweeter. My prayer time is sweeter. I don't praise the Lord. I, 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 my fellowship with him is sweeter because the word is doing a work on me and I bless God for it. Now I want us to look, so these are things that we've learned. So I've been going along, moving along and I walk with the Lord, moving along and God is good, encouraging my walking. When I, when I talk to him, I know he hears me when I pray. And I know that the, oh God, I know that the weapons that he's given me. And he, we've learned about the wiles of the devil. And we've learned to be mindful of the wiles of the devil. And how to stay on guard and be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be watchful unto prayer. And all of these things have helped us. But I want to talk this morning about the Apostle Paul. Let's go first of all, hallelujah, to 2 Corinthians 12, 7 and 8. I want to talk this morning to us about when God says no. God has, we've prayed, God answers prayer. There are things we've prayed about and we've seen God work. I've seen him work. I know he's working. But what happens now when we pray? All this that we've learned, the growth that we know, where we were last month, where we were last year this time, we know our walk with the Lord is sweeter. But what happens now when God says no? In 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, the 7th and the 8th verse, this is the Apostle Paul writing. This is that same, that same Paul who was once Saul, the same Paul who God touched. Jesus touched him. He met him. He had an encounter with him on the Damascus road. This is after Jesus had gone back to heaven. But he stopped Paul on the Damascus, the Damascus road and had a conversation with him. Let me just interject this. One, com one real conversation, no, mm -mm. one conversation with the Lord sometimes for us is all we need. Sometimes one conversation is all we need. And many of us, we're at a place in our life now where we need the Lord to answer some questions. But let's look at Paul. 2 Corinthians. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, 
the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing, verse 8, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. For years, Bible scholars have debated and theologians have debated what this thorn was in Paul's flesh. I don't know. The word didn't tell us. And so I don't know what that thorn was. All I know is that the word Paul, Paul here is saying that it was given to me a thorn in my flesh. And then it's saying a lot of times people think that this came from the devil. But it was a messenger. Let's, let's look at what the word says. It was the messenger of Satan who came to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted above measure. The devil would not have given Paul anything to keep him humble. So this had to be. God in the mix. Can we see that? There are times after we have learned so much. And Apostle Paul was learning. He knew the he knew the script. He was a, a learned man. This writing is after he had been converted, after he had gotten saved, and after he had been preaching and going through. He was writing this letter to the church at Corinth to encourage the church. So now, there can be there are times after we've learned so much about God. All these things that I said that we've learned, and there are more, so many, many more. We've learned so much about God and have even applied the word to our lives. And then all of a sudden, we pray. Just like Paul prayed, and God says no. What do we do when God says no? Remember, we have an adversary who's called the devil. We as the people of God, we can stand, we can believe, we stand on his word. We're praying, there are things that we're, <clears throat> that we're praying for, but still... There are times when God says no. And I want us to look at that today. Again, the minute we got saved, we became the devil's enemy. We left his side and now we are indeed in the kingdom of, we, we left his side in the kingdom of darkness. And now we're in the kingdom of light. The devil always tries to cause us. And Bishop, Bishop, Bishop Ed said something. He, taught, he was teaching a, couple week, a few weeks ago. He said, it's not, the devil isn't worried about us getting rich. He'll let you get rich. He has no problem with you getting rich. As long as the riches will deter you from your purpose. Even though we may have left the kingdom of darkness and have come on over to the kingdom of light. The enemy is still trying to deter us from our purpose. 
He's always, the scripture, John 10 and 10 tells us that he's come but for to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's always his primary objective. I used to love Star Trek growing up. I really did. And every time it came on, it would always, they would always come on saying this, we have a five-year mission to go where no man has gone before. That was always their primary objective. The devil never changes his primary objective. He will all, he's always determined to kill, to steal, and to destroy. This adversary, he is always attacking. He's always scheming. He's always undermining and he's always strategizing. He never sleeps. The devil never sleeps. While we're, while we're asleep, he's still planning. Sometimes while we're asleep, he's attacking us in our dreams. The devil is real. And in and of our flesh, we are no match for the devil. I, I, let me kind of drive that point home. In and of ourselves, I don't care how intelligent we are. I don't care how many degrees we have. I don't care how, how long we've been saved. I've been saved a long time. Long time. But in and of ourselves, it doesn't matter how much of the word we know. In and of ourselves, we are no match for the devil. He's, all, he's always strategizing. He knew you before you got saved. He knows the things that you like. He knew the things you liked before you got saved. He knows all about us. He knows. Mm -mm. Baby, give me my keys. I got to do the dingle dangle. He knows the things that's in us or, 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 the, or the, those areas wherein, thank you, wherein we have not completely surrendered to the Lord. He knows that all sometimes he has to do is this. And immediately, we can, we'll do this. He knows what will draw us our, our attention off of God. He knows how quickly. I want us to see we have, an, we have a formidable force. A formidable adversary. And in and of ourselves, we are no match to the devil. He's always strategizing. He's always scheming. He's always talking. He's always trying to undermine. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 says this, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. This is the apostle Paul talking. We, we cannot be ignorant of the devil's devices. Oh, bless the Lord. I, I can't stress that enough. In the past few days, 
I've learned another trick of the devil. I saw him. When I said not literally with my eyes, but I saw and I see an attack that he came for me with. I want you to see this. We can be going along and along and along. Growing in our walk. Learning more about him and serving him with our whole heart and praying. We pray for situations and the Lord answers. Yes, yes. We, 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 we know he answered our prayers. We know he hears us. The word tells us we can stand on the word and, and the word, all the word works. We know the word works. And not only does it work in our lives, but it works in other lives. Or should I say this? Not only does it work in other folks' lives, but it works in our lives too. Because some of us, we can pray and we believe God will work for them, but God won't do it for us. But we've gotten to the place now where we believe that not only is God hearing our prayer when we pray for other folks, but he hears when I pray for me too. Oh, God is working. But then we pray for something that's near and dear to us. And we can even see as see, it seems as though it is getting better. Uh-huh. All right. The situation is getting better. And we're praising God because it's getting better. We're going on the victory. And then God says no. My God. My what do we do then when God says no? You know how you you can go to your spot where you pray and you know that's the spot where he gonna meet you and then you go to the spot again and it seems like he's not there like he's going on a vacation like he's ignoring you what do we do when God says no. Matthew the fourth chapter. And the fourth verse. It says this. But he answered and said it is written. This is Jesus talking to the devil. He said man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. One of the strategies that I learned, that I see, I knew it, but I see it this week. I saw it and I see it. Is that the enemy wants us as believers to count the word as not being real. He knows that we live by the word of God. Jesus said we live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. But when we seemingly are blindsided by life, Mm -hmm. our enemy immediately starts talking. How many of us, the enemy, starts talking to us when we get a negative report? Let me, tell you, let me tell you how he talks to me. Is God really real? Uh-huh. If he was real, then how did that happen? Or 
if the word, because remember, he knows we live by the word. If the word was really true, then this scripture says this, then why didn't it work for you? How many of us the enemy has come from? You don't even have to raise your hand. Or if God really loves you, then why? What kind of father is he that would let your heart hurt like that? What kind of God is he? And he says he loves you. And he didn't answer that. And you know, and he let you hurt like that. This is the devil. Immediately, immediately, when we get a gut punch, when life gives us a gut punch, then the devil comes to talk to us, to challenge our belief in the word. <clears throat> then he goes here. All of that praying. See, because he's trying to get us to lose confidence in the word and in God. Look at all that, all that praying and all the sacrificing and the fasting and the study. Look how many times you were going to Bible study talking about and learning and teaching something about God and how much he loves us and Am I talking to anybody? So what's the use then of you keeping on? Why is it that you need to keep on praying? And why you need to keep fasting and studying the word? That word doesn't work for you, did it? Immediately. And it's like he has the song on repeat. And it's constantly. And if he loved you. Then why? All right. mm. Because his ultimate intention. Remember. We're not going back in the world. I ain't going in the world. Excuse me. I'm not going into the world. I'm not going to leave God. But. If he can. Let you lose confidence in God. The light becomes dim. All right. All right. You walk outside of, of purpose. You walk outside of his focus. You walk outside of, 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 of even pursuing or desiring to pursue God. You may stay in the church. And you may go through the motions. But your fervor for God is gone. What happens when God says no? I'm speaking from experience this morning. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. And of course he's going to say, when you thought, when you prayed and you saw that happen, that really wasn't God answering your prayer. That wasn't. All that was is they were going to get better anyway. That was just coincidence because the enemy, his objective, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the victory. 
His objective is, call, is to cause us not to serve God with our whole heart. Help us here, Lord. Go to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Is, is anyone understanding what we're saying this morning? Am I talking to anybody? Ephesians, the sixth chapter, in the eleventh verse says this. Put on the whole armor of God. This is that same Paul who had that thorn in his flesh. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against what? The wiles of the devil. That we may be able to stand against the tactics of the devil. That we may be able to stand against the strategies of the devil. Hallelujah. I want us then to look at what happened to Paul. Let, let me say this before we go here. This does not mean what we feel, what happened, the gut punch wasn't real. It doesn't mean that whatever happened didn't hurt us or we didn't feel it. It did, doesn't mean that God, we really did ask God for something. We wanted him to move inside of a situation a certain way. And he didn't. And that thing left us somewhere. It left us reeling in our faith and reeling and wondering, God, why? And God help us. Hallelujah, Jesus. But I want us to look. Remember in 2 Corinthians 12 and 7. I'll go back through that because I want to go a little further in that same passage. This is Paul writing. writing. It said, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh, in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. But I want us to look at in verse 9 what God's response was. This is a man out there who's being beaten. Many cities he'd go in, he was beaten. They had to hide him so that folks wouldn't kill him. Sharon? He would have to be let down in baskets and hiding because they were, how many times did they beat him? I mean, beat, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about beating with stripes. But yet, his fervor for God wasn't changed. In verse 9, it says this, he said unto me, he's talking about God. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. I want to hover right there for a moment. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Jesus. When we get, when we receive the gut punch, do we choose to listen to the devil and fall prey to his wiles or do we realize that God your grace is still sufficient 
Your grace is enough for me. Do we realize that the same word that worked last week before the gut punch is the same word that's working today? Do we realize that nothing takes God by surprise? Holy God, I love you. Do we realize that when we prayed before and he answered, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah, Jesus. Paul said, most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. I want God more than I want anything else. I love my husband. He's good to me. Good, 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 good. Better to me than I deserve. I love, love, love my children, sweet children who love their mother, and they're good to me. Better than I feel I deserve. But more than them, I want Christ. I want Christ. I want the power of God to rest upon me. See, because if I please God, I'll please them. If I serve God, I'll be a better wife. I'll be a better mother. I'll be a better pastor. If I have the power of Christ resting upon me. So what is Paul saying here? Most gladly, rather, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Okay, God, it's all right when you say no. It doesn't take away the fact that you're still able. It doesn't take away the fact that you're still in control. He told us a couple years ago that he never loses control. And we've been standing on that in hard situations and hard times and we're watching God move. But does it take away the fact that he, he's in control? Or did he just stumble and slip when he, when he gave us a no? He's still God. Paul had prayed three times for the same thing. Yelling, I'm talking about me too. This is what the Lord talked to me about. I mean, he didn't talk to me like this either. <laughs> no, he didn't. And I bless him for it. Sometimes that's what I need. But Paul didn't charge God. He never said, if you love me, you take this away. So whatever that thorn was while he was writing this, while he was in prison, I don't know when he got the thorn in the flesh. I don't know if he got it while he was traveling from place to place to place being beaten. 
I don't know if he got this storm while he was in prison. All I know, he said it was given to him. He didn't give the timeline. He just said it was given. And he told us the reason it was given. And then he told us, when God says no, and I'm paraphrasing, that we still have to glorify God. Yes, 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 Hallelujah, yes. Jesus. Psalms, the ninth chapter, and the tenth verse. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what, what it looks like. Doesn't matter how big the no was. The word of the Lord is still sure. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Just because God gave us a no. Because he's given us a no. It does not mean that he's forsaken us. The word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. And let him direct your path. God does not want our relationship with him to be performance-based. You just, how, how would it feel if I only love or show my husband or my children that I love them around Mother's Day or around my birthday or around Christmas when I know they're going to get me something. And then after they do it, then I go back and don't even act like they exist. How do you think that makes them feel? Our relationship with God cannot be based on what he does or does not do for us. Help us here, Holy Ghost. Our relationship on God must be, with God must be consistent if he says yes or if he says no. We don't understand why God does or allows things to happen the way they happen. I've cried many tears because of God's nose. Not just this week, but in my life. But doesn't mean that God isn't real. Doesn't mean that God doesn't love me. Doesn't mean that he's not just or he's not fair. And here we are. When we don't understand, the enemy comes. And our hearts are heavy. We can't bless him. We can't praise him. Why? Because that time. He didn't do it like we wanted him to do it. The same God that we praised and worshiped last week or last year or year before. Before it happened, the one that we were just basking in his love when everything was okay is the same God who told us no. The word of God that we declared was true and we preached and we studied and we shared with others and brought others into the kingdom is the same word that's true when they don't go when things don't go the way we want them to go. 
It's the same word. It's the same word. I've stood here and I've declared, I believe the word of God. I've stood here and I've declared, God, I love you so much and I thank you. That either I'm smart enough to believe every word in that Bible, or I'm dumb enough to believe every word, but I believe every word. Then when God says no, when I say, but God, but I trust you, your word says this, but he said no. Does it mean that I no longer believe the word of the Lord? Help us here, Lord. If I could trust God when he worked things the way I wanted him to work, can I trust him when things don't go my way? Same God. Same God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. First Peter, the first chapter, the sixth and the seventh verses, and I'm, I'm going to close soon. It says this, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith being more, much more precious than gold. God, I bless you today, Lord. Being that much more precious than of gold that perisheth. Though it be tried with fire, might be found into the praise and the honor and glory at his appearing. Some of us are facing the trial of our faith. The trial of our faith. We've been gut punched. We, we, we took a punch in the gut. Life did it. It's real. We can't deny that. I can't deny the gut punch. I can't deny that my heart is heavy. But one thing I stand firm on today that God is still good. God is still good. Doesn't matter what it looks like. God is still good. God is still a God who answers prayer. God is still a God who's faithful. The word of the Lord is still sure. The word of the Lord is still sure. God is good. Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't know how he's going to work things together in situations. But it's going to work out for our good. Hallelujah. And it's going to work according to his purpose. Don't always understand. I don't always understand. But I've learned. Don't question God. There is a difference. In the children. And I, I, as I raised them. We, we, we taught them. Y'all can come and ask us. But come with respect. You understand? You can ask us why we did something. But come respect. Because if you come respect. You're still acknowledging that we're your parents. And you're not putting us on your level. But, and that's okay. And sometimes we've had to say we were wrong. Which is fine. Parents, we don't always get it right. Sometimes we're wrong and have to say we're wrong. But it's a different thing. When a child will go to a parent. Say, why in the world you do this and why? 
Then they, as it were, question who we are. They question your authority and question whether or not you're really a parent. They put themselves on your level. How many of us, we can ask God, well, he's our father. We can ask God why, but do we still ask him in respect of him being who he is? He may answer you and he may not, but it doesn't change. He's still God. Talk to God like you're talking to a friend. He's my friend. The scripture says he knows the way that I take. Be honest with him. Be honest with him. Don't accuse him of being unfair or being unjust. He already knows everything we're going to tell him. Nothing takes him by surprise. This, I, I read a quote from Mary Lynn Johnson. She said this. She said, he is not afraid of the pain we're going to feel. His sovereignty is not dependent on our emotions. Whether I'm crying or not doesn't mean he's still not God. He knows better than we do and his no is always merciful, even if it hurts. He's still God. Do I understand it all? No, I don't. But what he wants us to do, worship, even when we don't feel like it. Still bless him, even when we don't feel like it. Still love him, even when the enemy tells us that he doesn't love us. See, because if we don't, the enemy can get us in a hole. And it's be hard for us to come out. Because we've got to realize his objective is still always the same. To do what? Kill, steal, and destroy. Hallelujah. Ask God for the grace that same grace that Paul said God gave him, ask God now for the grace to handle the pain. Not saying the pain is not real, the pain is real, but ask him for the same grace that he gave Paul to handle the pain. And then ask him to show you the way forward. Ask him for help. God will help us if we ask him for help. He just wants us to ask. I had to do something. <clears throat> I had to do something. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I had to repent before the Lord. God, I'm sorry. Because I didn't Number one, I stopped and I listened to the devil. I listened to him. And if ever, 
we stop to listen, he has our attention. When I tell you the Lord taught me this this week, I knew the wiles of the devil, been teaching it, but I saw it in another way because it's his desire to come for us. When he says no, when God says no, it doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change his purpose for your life. It doesn't change your, his purpose in anybody's life. Nothing takes him by surprise. God is not a man that he should lie. His word is sure. His word is sure. It says trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean to your understanding. But do what? In all your ways. In how many ways? Do what? Acknowledge him. And let him direct your path. Let's stand on our feet. Hallelujah, Jesus. Do we understand his ways all the time? No. No. Do I like everything he, he does? No. No. But one thing I know, in everything he allows in my life, he's still good. Come on, let's just lift those hands and talk to him. You know the way we take, Father. You're a good God. And we bless your name for it. Thank you for your word. God, first we stand in repentance where any of us may have charged you foolishly. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. When we didn't understand and we listened to the devil and we felt some things we didn't say out of our mouths, but we felt in our heart that God, why? Why? I don't understand. God, Help us. Come on, talk to him. You talk to him from your heart. And there's some who may have strayed away from God because of the no. Thinking he didn't love you. But come on, let's reconnect with him. My so-called Let's reconnect with him today. We need you this morning, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we love you today. And Lord, I rededicate my life to you. I give you to me afresh. Though I don't always understand, but Lord, help me to move to the place for most gladly rather. Will I rejoice in you? Will I, will I serve you? Because God, all in all in all, I want the power of Christ to rest upon me. I want to be able to let the light shine that others would see you and come to glorify you. We bless your name this morning. We honor you and we praise you. We're giving you glory. And, and let me say this, because I want some of you to be careful. Because the devil's talking to you now. But you don't know how I, but they don't know how you really feel. They didn't go through that. The devil is a liar. The word declares we have not a high priest who has not been touched with the feeling of our infirmities. 
We have a high priest. God knows how you feel. Trust him. Trust him. I don't understand it all. I don't understand it all. But one thing I know is true. God's love is real. God's love is real. And he hasn't stopped loving you. He has not stopped loving you. He has not stopped loving you. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. God hasn't stopped loving us and the word of the Lord is still sure. The word of the Lord is still real. He has not stopped loving us. If there's somebody here today who does not know him as Lord and Savior, lift your hands right where you are. Just bow your head and just ask him, Lord, come into my heart. I want to know you. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Purge me. Cleanse me. God, I want to live for you. Teach me your ways. I want to leave the kingdom of darkness and come into the kingdom of light. I want the power of Christ to rest upon me. That's it. Come on, talk to him. Oh God, we love you, we love you, we love you today. Come if you love the Lord, come and put those hands up and let's just bless him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Just because God says no, it doesn't mean that it's all over. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. We don't always understand what he does and why he does what he does. Trust the Lord. Don't give up on God because he's not giving up on us. Don't you love the Lord this morning? Come on, put those hands together and love him. I will tell you this, the more I worked on this message, the better I felt. The more I worked on this message yesterday, the better I felt. Amen, because I know in whom I believe. He's real. Come on, is he real in your life? Come on, let's tell him thank you. Hallelujah, come on, let's tell the Lord thank you. Jesus, let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week, where we will make sure you have a place to find God.